Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How you doing, Rhonda? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Alex. Thank you. How are you? Oh, good. I'm very excited to have you here with me. <laughs> I am too. I am too. So uh, I love the idea that you talk about around personal power. And, I, and that's really what our conversation is going to be rooted in today. But before we get started, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, I'm Rhonda Ross. I am an actress, a speaker, a singer-songwriter, and a personal power practitioner. <laughs> and uh, what I mean by that is I do everything I can to stay in control of my inner life and my inner world, to ground myself, to heal myself, to love myself, no matter what's going on in my outer world. And one of the ways I do that is through my songwriting, through specifically my lyric writing. I use the lyrics to diagnose what I'm feeling and question it and reframe it. And all of that helps me access and harness uh, what I call my personal power. We are both writers on Bulletin and your newsletter is one of my absolute favorite things to get in my inbox. It really... I feel the, same, I feel the exact same about yours. The exact same. <laughs> Thank you. You really remind me about the power in choice and being human and also staying connected and grounded to myself and, and my highest self. So talk us through when you started practicing tapping into your personal power and how you teach yourself to stay with it, even when it's really challenging to stay connected to that power. Yeah. Well, I will start with the second part, which is that it is a practice. It is daily work. It, it's not like a diploma that you, you get from a, a university and put on your wall and now it's done. This is work that we all need to do moment by moment throughout the day. It's a constant rebalancing of ourselves and a reminder of our power that we always have inside of us. So, but how did I find it? Well, honestly, I went about 30 years without knowing it, <laughs> without knowing that I had this power, without knowing that I had uh, the ability to ground myself and calm myself and love myself. But I also had, without knowing that I had the responsibility to do it, I was really blaming everybody in my life <laughs> for everything in my life. I was an actress. I was a singer. I was trying to get pregnant. I've read your book, by the way, After the Rain, Alex. Loved it. And I, we have a very similar journey to motherhood. And so I went many years dealing with infertility and feeling all of the powerlessness around that and the grief and the frustration and the, the sorrow, all of that. And on top of that, I wasn't working. I couldn't seem to get a job and as an actress and nobody was feeling me. <laughs> and I was just feeling frustrated and really blaming everyone else 
for my feelings. And it was really one of the darkest times in my life. I wasn't diagnosed with depression, but it was the first time that I felt, oh, I think this is depression. I think this Mm -hmm. is what this is. Mm -hmm. And so I, for me, it was really my rock bottom. And I realized in that moment that no one else could get me out of that but me. And even my people who loved me couldn't do it. Like no one could make the sun shine for me except for me. And I started uh, reading everything I could get my hands on. I read the Bible a lot because I kept saying, I you know, they say it's in here. I'm going to go look. I'm looking. I'm looking. They say, they say knock and the door will open. So I'm knocking. And I read a lot of Eckhart Tolle and Buddhism. And I just, I just read everything I could get my hands on. I, I went to, um, different classes and different, all of that. And I slowly started to put something together. I started to say, you know, I think it's not the things that are happening to me, but it's the way that I'm thinking about the things that are happening to me. It's the story I'm telling myself. It's my self-talk on loop in my head. Oh, like your newsletter, it's my lack of appreciation and gratitude. Looking at, I'm not looking at things from the perspective of gratitude and appreciation. I, you know, all of these different things, these different techniques and strategies. And I started putting them together. And I have a grouping of these things that I call the happy toolbox. And happy stands for harness the awesome personal power within you. And so the happy toolbox, but there are many strategies and techniques that I've been putting together for the past 20 years. And I practice them every day because anything can knock us off our center, a a headline from the news or something a friend says or, you know, or anything. And I, I constantly try to catch myself in those moments and say, okay, something just happened, you know, all right. I snagged myself on something. It was a sharp emotion right there. Okay, what was that? Oh, I know what it was. It was, you know, when he said such and such. And, and that reminded me of, you know, this thing in my childhood and okay, but that's not real anymore. That's not true anymore. And, you know, and, you know, and I just can walk myself through it with these different techniques. Reminding ourselves what the truth is, is such, when I learned that practice and I have it in my emotional toolbox too, when I learned that practice, it changed my entire perspective because we are in charge of remembering what our truth is. Yes. And no one else can do it for you, even if they wanted to. Like that is only our job for ourselves. And I love that you say that, reminding ourselves what the truth is. That's exactly right. What have you learned about yourself through motherhood? And how do you stay autonomous in your personal power while also raising a child? Oh my goodness. How much time do we have? (laughs) Boy, those are big, beautiful questions. I, gosh, I'm trying to see where to even enter that question from. 
what I noticed immediately and something that has remained, my son is now 12, he's almost 13. And what has, what I noticed immediately is what was important to me about mothering or how I wanted to mother. I wanted him to not have the same struggles with personal power that I have had. So I wanted him to know his value. I wanted him to know the value of others. I wanted him to be compassionate. I wanted him to know that he, that the power was in him. His, all the things we're just talking about, his truth. Power is in him when he bumps into difficult emotions, which we all do because that's the human experience, that he could find his way to pull himself out. From the time he was a child, I was practicing that with him. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of an example, but like if he was upset, <laughs> we would have to walk through it. Like we'd have to really work through it. I didn't just take it away. I think we, you know, we as parents love our children so much. We just want to take away the pain or take away the frustration or take away, but that is the journey. That's theirs the same way ours is ours, you know? <laughs> and I wanted him to know that he could walk through it. He would not be destroyed by the emotion. He could have the emotion, you know? We had a situation, you know, just a couple years ago, he's also an actor and he was very close to getting a big job and he really wanted it. And it would have been his first big job and he didn't get it. And so when I told him he didn't get it, he almost wanted to shut down. You know, he was like, I don't want to talk about it and all that. And I said, no, have it, have the emotion. It's, it's a disappointment. Have it. And he fought me, no, 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 I just want to be alone. I said, no, just, we're going to sit here and we're going to have it. And, and finally he just broke down and he was crying and angry and all of these things. And I kept saying to him while he was doing, it, I didn't console him. I just sat there with him. I was just with him in it I didn't make it go away. And I just kept saying, you can make it through this. Like you can, you can have this emotion. It's not going to destroy you. And he had it and he had it and he had it and he had it and then it let go and then he was okay you know and then we could talk about it some more but i realized in that moment that was just a couple of years ago but but through his whole life i've sort of tried to let him know that not to be afraid of his emotions but also they're messengers they tell you what's happening but that they pass and there is something else, you talked about higher power, there is something else that is healed and balanced and at peace. And we can let the emotions like a wave sort of pass over us and the peace of the depth of the ocean is still there. I just noticed that with him, I, I try to do that with him. I, I always give him responsibility for his own inner world. I just, I'll say quickly, <laughs> I have a song called Nobody's Business. And the lyrics are, ain't nobody's job to make you happy. Nobody's job to pull you through. Ain't nobody born to give you sunshine that lights inside of you. Ain't nobody gonna, I've lost the word just that quickly. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that amazing? Ain't nobody gonna, oh, I know what it is. Ain't nobody gonna seek your freedom. Your heart will lead you through. You're the one to choose how you're feeling. Ain't nobody's business if you do. So every now and then something will happen with him 
and he'll be frustrated or angry or, you know, trying to blame and I, or say, mom, you know, you, you know, help me with such and such, or, you know, I don't know, something. And I'll say, ain't nobody's job to make you happy. (laughs) 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 Which of course, you know, is annoying, but, (laughs) but I'm constantly trying to remind him he, and I know, I know that when you know, he's an adult and, and I know that that will be an important thing for him to know that he can do this himself and nobody else. I love him more than anything in the world and I can't do it for him. Right. Mm. So Mm. that is so powerful giving our children, you know, the tools that we didn't have. Right. And like dismantling (laughs) some of the unhealthy behaviors that we grew up with. And not passing it on to our kids and showing them a different way. Yeah. I think so many adults have, you know, oh, I feel bad. So I ate that, you know, pint of ice cream or, oh, I feel bad. So I went out and bought that whatever, or, you know, I mean, or drank whatever or slept with whoever or whatever, you know, we have this thing as, as, you know, and, and it's so easy for us to give that to our children without knowing it, you know, as soon as, you know. I I don't know if you remember this, but I have a memory of parents. The child would, let's say, hit their knee on the table and the parent would look at the table and say, bad table, bad table or something like that. Have you ever seen Mm -hmm. that or heard Mm -hmm. that? Or no, no, no table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I kind of want to say, I didn't kind of want to say, I said (laughs) to my son, you know, the table's there, walk around it. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I'm sorry you hurt your knee. I mean, I'm not trying to be like, but now we know to go around the table, you know, like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. instead of There's shifting, the lesson, there's the lesson. There's, there's a lesson here, you know, or, you know, you broke the glass. Okay, I'm not angry, but you broke the glass, but let's look at what the lesson was, you know, were you paying attention to it? Was it close to the edge? Were your hands wet? You know, I don't know. <laughs> were yeah, you yeah. Tall? You know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, I noticed you, the question was, you know, what have I learned? I noticed from a young age, I gave him a lot of responsibility over himself. I didn't easily take it away and blame the world or the other kids in school or the or table. The table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, didn't, I didn't do that. And I felt like I was sort of alone in that. Like I, when I see other parents, I don't see a lot of that. I see a lot of blaming of others. As you were talking, what came up for me was you shifted blame towards self-accountability, right? Yes. And of course, some things and people are to blame and we can't control that. Like that's not our business, right? Our business is ourselves, how we can set boundaries, how we can change our behavior, shift our placement, so on and so forth. And the fact that you're teaching your young black child how to do that for himself is going to create a man who is just so self-aware in tune with his feelings and grounded. Like we need grounded children. We need grounded black children who are autonomous and who feel safe with themselves. Thank you for that. Uh, The way I like to describe it is 
the difference between fault and responsibility. Yes, there are people at fault. There are people who do things, no question. And then there's also things that happen that are maybe nobody's fault, but it's surely not our fault, right? So I, so it's not about self-blame, but it is about, you know, fault is who did it. Responsibility is who has the ability, the, the power to fix it, to heal it, to rise above it, to learn from it, those things. And so, yeah, self-accountability, self-responsibility. Uh, I, and I had something else to say and I lost my train of thought because I went backwards. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. I have found that he already has a really good sense of personal responsibility without self-blame, but personal responsibility. As you move through the world as a mother and an actress and a singer songwriter and all the wonderful things that you are, how do you fill up. It sounds like there's a lot of giving and nurturing of of others because that's what we do in this life, you know, community care. And also, how are you taking care of yourself? Well, that is a practice too. <laughs> that's, that's a challenge for me. I do give a lot to my son because as we talked about, you know, I went so many years wanting him that when he came, I put all of my everything into him, but not just my son, you know, my parents, my siblings, my friends. So it is a lot. I, I try to work on boundaries. I read our girl's book, uh, Nedra, Nedra's book, and it was very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good um, book. It's a good book. And I, um, that's a, that's a challenge that I'm still working on, getting my boundaries together. But I will say, especially throughout the pandemic, I really saw it throughout the pandemic that I needed the boundaries and I needed the self-care or I was going to be good for nobody. Mm -hmm. um, there were moments, you know, as we all had, where I was just overcome with fear and anxiety and grief and, and I thought, I'm going down and... Like if I, I used, to, I used to say to people, if I go down, ain't nobody can bring me up. Like I, we need Rhonda not to go down. Like we need, so um, one of the things that I do, I don't watch television. I didn't watch the news. I still don't watch the news throughout this whole um, pandemic. I, I don't need all of that information. It's really too much for my brain. At one point early in the pandemic, someone said, well, don't you think you need to catch up with what's happening? And I said, listen, that takes me out. And if I go out, <laughs> we all go out. Okay. Nobody's going to want to, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in general, what you said, it, it is a boundary self-care thing. I am a morning person. So I get up earlier than my son and that is my time. That's when I write. That's when I read. That's when I meditate. I am a big journaler. That's when I journal. And so I, I do that. I love a walk. I know you've been walking. I, I love a walk and I take my walk and I, and it's, it's one of my non-negotiables. My son's old enough now that I can leave him for an hour and walk. And I do my practices that we talked about. I make sure that the minute I feel something snag inside of me, I, I take the moment to, to go investigate and remind myself of my truth. That's what I do. It's a balance. I don't have, you know, super young children anymore, but even at 12, he's still in need of me. He can do some of his meals, but most of them I still, I'm cooking <laughs> and I'm cooking. And we homeschool him. We've homeschooled him since first grade. And 
uh, I love homeschooling. And most of his, mostly he has classes that I'm not the his primary teacher, but I'm still very involved in his day in a way because he doesn't go to traditional school from eight to three or eight to six or whatever. So we're around each other all the time. So I do need to kind of take these chunks of time that are mine and I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring that part out, you know. Every day, every day is, is a practice. <laughs> so. As we wrap up, I'm curious to know if you were mentoring your younger self, what would you teach her? I think I would first and foremost tell her not to be so worried about what people think. It took me a long time to really be myself. So I think that's probably the first thing I would say to her outside of the personal power stuff, which I would tell her like, from jump. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. From, from a toddler. But, you know, I would say, you know, not to be so concerned about what people think, because really ain't nobody thinking about you. <laughs> Nobody really, really, nobody's really thinking about you. So just go be yourself and trust yourself, trust yourself. And of course, love yourself and know that you are enough and you are able you're able. None of this is going to um, destroy you. You're able. You're able. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.